golf fans. You are listening to another episode of Right Click Print Money, making paper for the masses. This is the European Tour Tips and Picks Show, previewing the 2021 Magical Kenya Open. I am your host, Sports Guy Ty. You can also find me hanging out on our flagship PGA Tour Tips and Picks Show with my co-hosts, T-Mac and Shallow Cal. We'll be previewing the Honda Classic later tonight. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. The downloads and the reviews, every single one of them, helps us tremendously by bringing attention to the show. Thank you. Finally, be sure and follow our Twitter account, at RightClickPicks, where we post our weekly cards for both the PGA and European tours, as well as any additional in-tournament plays that we might make. And we also have a link to our public spreadsheet that tracks our year-to-date tipping performance. Before we jump into previewing the Kenya Open, let's quickly take a step back and review the Qatar Masters. And what a win it was for Antoine Rosner. I have not seen a walk-off putt like he made on 18 in, I can't, I can't remember really too many ever in all the golf that I've watched. I mean, he was 60 feet away at the front of the green on one of the toughest holes of the golf course the entire day, and he's hoping to probably just two-putt that thing. I mean, you, you'd be happy to get that thing within five, six feet on that first attempt, and just have a little bit left for par, but he lined it up perfectly, read the breaks, and again, a snaking 60-foot putt for birdie on number 18 to win the Qatar Masters, his second European Tour win, which now makes Antoine Rosner the youngest Frenchman to reach two wins on the European Tour at age 28. There was a lot of drama on Sunday in Doha, but not nearly as much as the carnage that we saw on Saturday because of the winds. Really and truly, a lot of good golfers fell victim to some very, very difficult conditions. But as mentioned, it set up for a little bit of drama and a lot of fun on Sunday that started with Guido Migliazzi going out and putting the pressure on the leaders with a dazzling 6-under 65. Darren Fitchart and Gaganjeet Bular also each finished a shot back of Rosner, gave it a heck of a go, particularly Bular um, and Fitchart, who both birdied 18, um, as well as Rosner did. But again, Rosner gets in one group before him, drains the 60-foot putt to get to 8-under, and three guys left a shot back at 7-under. So now let's recap how the betting card looked from a week ago. We'll start with the right-click print money segment where I will recap all uh, tips and picks that cashed tickets from the previous tournament. So for right-click print money this week, Chris Paisley with a place on a top 10 bet at 6-1. to one. Unfortunately, the only place bet of the entire week, the only winning bet, right-click print money bet of the entire week, but again, a place top 10 at 6-1 to one does help a little bit with the return on that card. Next up are the bogeys of the week, the worst tips and picks from the Qatar Masters. We will start with Gavin Green, whom I tipped at 100-1. to one. All he did was fire a 9-over through two rounds to finish top 128 and miss the cut. Next, Adrian Sadier at 200 to 1. Also, um, 
just really a terrible call. Uh, wound up missing the cut as well. Uh, and those were our bogeys of the week. In terms of sweats, uh, tickets, tips, picks that were sweated through the weekend. We'll start with Jeff Winter. Backed him at 100-1 to 1 leading into the tournament, and he actually had the tournament lead after two rounds. With the tournament in Qatar being about eight hours ahead of us here on the East Coast, I spent much of the overnight Friday night into Saturday morning hours tracking winter on my phone. Um, I do have a young son who's less than four months old and did a great job helping to wake me up and keep me awake to keep track of those results. But as I was kind of getting up throughout the night, looking at leaderboards briefly, checking in on the live stream for a couple minutes here and there, Winter was actually progressing fairly well in the very difficult conditions. A bogey or two early on, but had a run of pars there, and he continued to hang either with the lead or right there in, in second place until he got to the par 3 15th. Winter flies the green to the right, gets off into some desert brush, had to call a rules official over, and he clearly wasn't happy with something that he was being told by the rules official regarding his stance and interference with the branches. Really looked like it got to him between the ears. He hacked out his second and then ran a chip 20 feet by the hole. From there, he really just got careless with the putt and ran it six feet by coming back, leaving himself a little left-to-right tickler down the hill that, again, he missed. So after a triple bogey six on the par 3 15th, dropped him out of the lead and all the way, I believe, to either 7th or ninth at that point. Wound up making another bogey going in, and essentially his chances at the title were done at that point after the third round. He did actually come back and put together a decent Sunday and threatened the top 10 finish that would have also paid a top to one with that place, but unfortunately fell one stroke short there. Second sweat of the weekend was again Chris Paisley, cashed the top 10 at 6-1, to one, but also sweated out a top 5 at 11-1. to one. Three putted the par 4 16th, which dropped him a shot back. Wasn't able to make it up on the difficult closing 17 and 18 holes, so he too finishes one spot out of a big place bet. All told, down 6.5 units for the card in at the uh, Qatar Masters. Okay, let's turn our attention now to the Kenya Open. We are in Nairobi, Kenya this week at Karen Country Club, which is a par 71 and is going to tip at 6,922 yards. The course was designed by Remy Martin in 1937. Fairways are Kikuya grass, the rough is going to be a Kikuya mix, and your greens are bent grass, and they should run fast, likely a bit faster than 12 on the stint meter. This is the second go-round for this tournament as a European Tour event. The 2020 version was canceled because of COVID after its debut on the European Tour in 2019. However, Karen Country Club, no stranger to many of the players playing in the field this week. Karen actually hosted the Kenya Open on the Challenge Tour from 2004 to 2008, and then again from 2013 to 2016. It hosted both the 2018 and the 2019 Karen Masters on the Sunshine Tour. 2018 Karen Masters won by Michael Palmer. 
This is a classic golf course design. It has very narrow fairways, but the rough is not terribly penal. The course is tree-lined, but for the most part, trees shouldn't come into play for the majority of golfers. The greens are small. Um, putting, not as much of a premium this week. We'll talk about it in Stats to Target a bit later on, but still important nonetheless. And again, finding those small greens is really where the premium lies this week. As mentioned, bent grass on those greens, which replaced Bermuda in 2015. A few past winners quickly, 2019 Guido Migliazzi, 2018 the Karen Masters was won by Michael Palmer, 2016 the Kenya Open on the Challenge Tour was won by Sebastian Soderberg, who is in the field this week. Same goes for 2015 winner Hayden Porteous, 2014 Jake Roos won it, and then in 2013 Jordi Garcia Pinto. How about a few stats to consider as you're building your card for the Kenya Open? First and foremost, this is the same for most weeks, but ball strikers. I want good ball strikers at Karen Country Club because pure ball strikers really tend to do best at this track. Distance off the tee helps here, particularly on holes 6 through 12 that have three scorable par 5s but it's not a prerequisite to have distance off the tee. If you're hitting your irons well, you're really playing solid from tee to green, uh, finding a lot of those greens in regulation, you're going to score, and you're going to score very well at Karen Country Club. Next, I'm looking at, as mentioned, strokes gained tee to green. 12 of the top 20 players from 2019 finished inside the top 20 in strokes gained tee to green at the Kenya Open, including each of the top seven. You really have to be dialed in, again, coming off the tee and really coming into these greens this week. Next, just like I, I tipped for Qatar, I think scrambling is going to be a big key here as well in Kenya. There's eight water hazards. It is a tree-lined course. If you're too far wayward, you will find those trees, and there's going to be a need to scramble to save scores. So a lot of the guys who really get up and down, get through a golf course well, uh, it's guys you want to target here in Kenya. Uh, putting, not nearly as important this week as it was a week ago. The 2019 leaderboard here seemed like it was just chock full of great ball strikers who cannot putt. Uh, none of the top three in 2019 finished in the top 35 in strokes gained putting. Looking at the weather forecast for this week... Early forecast for Nairobi looks fine. Lots of sunshine. Some clouds will mix in. Should be seasonal temperatures in the high 70s and low 80s each of the four days. It tends to get windier here as the day goes on, and around 5 p.m. each evening is likely when you're going to see the strongest winds at about 15 miles an hour. First round leader tickets probably better suited for golfers who go off in the morning wave on Thursday. Okay, let's jump into the actual card and look at who we are tipping and picking for the week. Before I do that, I want to give a few names that didn't make my card, but golfers that certainly interested me and caught my eye as I was going through the research. First, I'll start with Callie Samoya at the top at 22 to 1. Callie is a golfer I actually really like, and I think he's poised to break through and get that first win very soon. 
I just don't know if it's going to be here, and I certainly don't want to pay that price at 22 to 1. Without a win on the European Tour, this number, even in this field, feels like it should be more in the mid to high 30s, even into the 40s on Cali Samoya. So again, I really like the golfer, just not willing to pay that price. No wins on the European Tour, as mentioned. He was sixth here in 2019, so there's some very good course history. Um, he's a guy who was really hurt by the conditions Saturday in Qatar. He went seven over, but otherwise played the tournament in six under par. So again, save for that one kind of crazy day with the wins in Qatar. Uh, played some really nice golf. The win is coming for Cali Samoya. Just don't know that it's here. And even if it is, I'm going to miss it on that price at 22 to 1. Another golfer I was looking at was Johannes Veerman at 33 to 1. He was T17 here a year ago. Here's a guy who is a long hitter and should be able to really take advantage of the par fives. He's added a lot of distance to his game really the last 18 months or so, and he should be able to parlay that into some, some success here again at, uh, at Karen Country Club. Last, Nicholas Limke at 33-1, to 1, another golfer who showed really well at Karen in 2019 with a T12 here. He's a golfer, too, who's been in really good form, albeit sort of elongated form. Um, in his last four starts, he has three top tens at the Qatar Masters, the Golf in Dubai Championship, and the Cypress Showdown. He also has a T11 over that span at the Joburg Open. The thing is, those four finishes all came over about three or four months. So he hasn't been playing a lot of golf, but when he has been playing, he's been playing really good golf. So I think 33 to 1 is a fine number on Lemke, probably a very fair number in this field. Um, he's a golfer that I really looked at. And I may actually look to target with an in-tournament play Friday or Saturday, depending on how things go and what the wind conditions do. Um, but a golfer certainly that I think is in play if you fancy him for your card this week. Okay, let me run through quickly then who I'm actually putting on my card. And again, I will start at the top. I'm going to go two points on Guido Migliazzi at 25 to 1. He is the defending champion and is coming off that sizzling final round of 65 in Qatar. Came up one stroke short after Rosner's bomb, but this is a golfer who comes in with a lot of confidence and he should be excited to be back here and defend his title. The progression in his game has been excellent, particularly putting, although he did, uh, he did leave a little bit to be desired on that first putt on 18 on Sunday in Qatar when he left his uh, par putt about 20 feet short, uh, needing to make it again to post that six, uh, that, uh, excuse me, that six under round, seven under for the tournament. And uh, as mentioned on that birdie putt, came up about 20 feet short, but he did then come back and drain the par putt. So the putting has been progressing for Guido. If he can find even a little bit of the flat stick in Kenya, again, I think there's just going to be some momentum for him, some adrenaline defending the title. Really struck the ball well last week. Um, sixth in strokes gained tee to green in Qatar. So two points, uh, Migliazzi at 25 to 1. Next, I'm going to go just a bit farther down the board with one point on Daniel Van Tonder at 40 to 1. The South African is very familiar with this course, both from the Challenge Tour and also the Sunshine Tour. 
He was 12th here in 2019 at the Kenya Open on the European Tour, and then 5th in 2018 at the Karen Masters on the Sunshine Tour. Add to that, he's got another 5th um, place finish as well as a 12th place finish, both on the Challenge Tour at Karen Country Club. And then really, too, you know, here's a guy who gained a lot of valuable experience playing two weeks ago at the WGC Workday Championship at the concession. He did not play particularly well, certainly. He was over par each round, but it was a chance to play on a big stage with some big names, with some eyeballs on him. So I think, you know, despite the poor scores, that experience of playing at the WGC is really going to bode well, not only for this week, but moving forward for Daniel Tonder. Um, I think he's potentially a really good play on a first-round leader ticket at 60-1 to if he gets that morning draw. Three top tens on the Challenge Tour in 2020, one on the Euro Tour at the Alfred Dunhill Championship, another golfer who may be poised for that breakthrough. Next, we're going to tip one point, uh, Garrick Higo at 45 to 1. Another South African, Higo, is coming off a T19 last week at the Qatar Masters. Much like Samoya, he was really hurt by the conditions on day three. He went six over to fall out of contention completely, but he did open with a five under 66 in Doha. Um, very good with his putter and on approach last week. Higo is a golfer who is sitting right now just outside the top 100 in the official world golf rankings. And at just 21 years old, he is again one of those golfers who's just on the cusp of that big breakout win. And it feels like this could be a good spot for it. Playing really good golf with four professional wins to his name. Um, got some good course history as well here. He was fifth at the uh, Karen Masters on the Sunshine Tour. So one point, Garrick Higo at 45 to 1. Lastly, I'm going to come back around to one of the contenders from a week ago and go one point on Gaganjeet Bular at 80 to 1. I'm one of those who missed the triple digits on Bular. I did see very briefly a 100-to-1 number on him. Hesitated just long enough waiting for another book in the States to post uh, lines here and missed that number. So I did, however, see it and get it at 80-to-1. I've actually seen him fall as low as 50 to 60 to 1 in some places. So if the 80 to 1 number is still out there on Bular for you, I think that's a really good option. He gave it a great run in Qatar a week ago. He birdied the very, very difficult 18th hole to get to 7 under. He was one of only 9 players on Sunday to birdie the 18th. One of them was his playing partner, um, Darren Fitchard, and then unfortunately, another was a group ahead of him, and it was Rosner who made the 60-foot putt for the, the birdie in the 8-under in the victory. What I think Bular is really going to look back on in Qatar, unfortunately, is the three-putt bogey on 14 and the short missed birdie putt on 17. He probably feels like he let one get away here, and that, that really was there for the taking for him. I think he's going to come to Kenya motivated, and I think he's going to continue a lot of that good form that we saw in Qatar. He's a great ball striker. This course should suit his eye very well. 
Um, strangely, he was actually negative in strokes gained off the tee last week in Qatar, one of only two golfers in the top 20, and that's typically one of the strongest parts of his game, if not the strongest part. So I expect him to get that corrected. If the driver returns, again, he should be able to use that to his advantage in Kenya. I think you're looking at a great play, one point on Gaganjeet Bular at 80-1. to one. Okay, that's going to do it for tonight. You have been listening to the European Tour Tips and Picks show on the Right Click Print Money podcast, making paper for the masses. I'm your host, Sports Guy Ty. Remember to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening and follow at Right Click Picks on Twitter for all of our picks.